Welcome, tiny superheroes, big superheroes, and the rest. My name is Eldar Basic, and this is Superhero Me. Alright, I want to give everybody a hearty and amazing welcome to the first episode of Superhero Me, the podcast that talks about the real-life ramifications of what would happen if real people got real superpowers. How you guys doing today? My name is Eldar Basic, and this is Superhero Me. So I guess it's kind of customary and almost tradition for a podcast host to kind of tell him, you know, his audience a little bit about himself in the first episode. I guess we're in this together. Who knows how long this is going to last. I've been podcasting for a little while, I would say. Um, my first major podcast was uh, called Console Club. I did it with Derek Rogers. Uh, we both live in uh, Dallas, Texas here. And it was about video games. Uh, more specifically, it was about video game debates. Uh, each week we would get together, pick a game, and talk about it on air. It was really cool. And it was really a good glimpse into the podcasting world and just kind of everything that came with it and you know i miss doing it so much i figured it would be a really good idea to kind of jump back in and maybe do a podcast of my own so you know here we go on that end sometimes i wonder if my love of video games is apparent enough could that sound more mega manny or Ghost and Goblin Z? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> regardless, I hope you guys enjoy it. Anyway, so uh, before we kind of get into the first episode, I want to just go ahead and just briefly kind of do an overview of exactly how each of these episodes are going to go. Uh, it's broken up into about six different pieces. So the first part of the you know podcast is going to be the music, the introduction, and then the topic overview, of course. The next segment is called Real People, Real Powers. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a person that kind of had famous powers and discuss it for a little bit. Now, what you think is real and what I think is real are obviously two completely different things. This is going to be about five to ten minutes long. I don't know. Results may vary. And then so usually after uh, Real People, Real Powers, we're going to jump into a segment I like to call Power Facts. What I'm going to do, and this is the main meat of the podcast, I'm going to take this segment to reflect on what changes the human body would go through you know, depending on whatever superpower we're talking about that week, and how the power would work, the limits of it, and the advantages. This is going to take about 20 to 25 minutes of the show, so, you know, this is probably going to be my favorite part to record. And then directly after that, I'm going to talk about, it's a segment called The Power to Change. So, what I'm going to do is present a situation each week, each episode, about what would happen if a man or woman appeared in Times Square and showed us that they were, you know, they had this superpower. What would the country do first? How would the government respond? What country would be most interested? And what would be the ramifications of this showcase of power, depending on whatever, you know, superpower is presented? And then my final segment, usually in each episode, is going to be the guest segment. Each guest, and you'll see a guest at the end of this episode too, uh, his name was already mentioned earlier, which is pretty cool. I'm glad he's going to be coming back for, you know, another, you know, podcasting opportunity with me. I'm really excited about that. Um, basically, I'm going to ask each guest three basic questions. 
What would your first act as a superhero be? What would you name your most famous move? And what would your superhero name be? So after asking that, I jump right into the finale, talk about some socials, maybe do some ad reads, and then we got the ending theme, and you're off. So that's the you know that's the layout of the Superhero Me podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope we stick around for millennia to come. I definitely won't be around that long, but maybe you will. Who knows? Maybe someone out there has the power of immortality, Zamasu style. If you get that reference, we could be friends. Now, on to the show. So, this is the first segment, right? Real people, real powers. Blah, blah, blah. That's not what you care about. What you do care about is the fact that a lot of my, um, a lot of this episode is going to be derived from facts and, um, like, real-life stuff that happened to Richard Browning. For those of you who don't know, Richard Browning is an inventor that is basically the real-life Iron Man. He built what I call a rocket-powered jetpack. I was so excited about that. This this episode of the podcast almost deserved an M rating, but we're not going to go down that route. He built what he calls a jet suit. Um, and uh, Mr. Browning also apparently owns a company uh, simply called Gravity. Um, apparently, they've invented, built, and filed patents for human propulsion technology that reimagines manned flight. So much in the way of our uh, most famous and uh, ideological and <laughs> anti-theological um, real-life Iron Man, um, Elon Musk. Uh, Mr. Browning is also somewhat of an amazing inventor. Um, just a little dabbling in personal flight more than anything. So you can see how he's a perfect fit for this episode of the podcast. So off the official Gravity website... Uh, and I quote, our technology combines body-mounted miniaturized jet engines with a specially designed exoskeleton, awesome, allowing for vertical takeoff and flight. Um, I guess this guy plays Final Fantasy and is a little bit of a nerd because uh, he keeps going to say the Daedalus, D-A-D, is very cool. Our Mark Mark One jet engine suit is pioneering an entirely new category in aviation history. So that's exciting. So not to get too into the weeds here, but it looks like Mr. Browning has set a Guinness Book of uh, World Records record for uh, fastest manned flight of a jet suit slash like jet propulsion manned engine. I don't know. <laughs> the um, the actual semantics of it are is quite complicated. But regardless, it looks like he went about 32 miles per hour. That's 51.3 kilometers an hour while flying over a lake near um, Laguna Park in Reading, England. So last time this happened was the 1950s and 1960s. Um, the record was maxed out at around 30 miles per hour, but um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like it was actually recorded by the Guinness Book of World Records. I actually kind of wonder if the Guinness Book was even around back in the 50s and 60s. You guys can correct me. I don't claim to be a scientist. I'm just a guy that loves comic books and superpowers. But uh, moving on, so it looks like. Um, I mean, it's a little more advanced than I thought. I mean, we basically have a person that Mr. Browning, with the assistance of some technology, has achieved flight, which is really cool. I mean, I'm later on, I'm going to go on to talk about what would happen if like a person didn't need technology to fly. But man, this thing was pretty pimped out. It has an airbag system. It has a HUD system. A HUD system, for those that don't know, is uh, basically it's an abbreviation for uh, or an acronym, I suppose. For heads-up display, um, apparently used a uh, Sony Smart Eyeglass uh, development uh, edition. It actually had software, believe it or not. So it, it was able to tell 
<laughs> Mr. Browning how much fuel and give you know he has left and even the status on his of his engine just right up there you know like like a like an like a TV that's so that's really cool um for for those of you trying to get a mental picture of what Mr. Richard Browning looked like he um basically had two turbines on his arms and put them down towards the ground and was able to fly around like iron man no exaggeration um. Yeah. So, did I also mention it had an airbag system? I mean, that's that's super cool. Um, he did this about to in you know he did all this back in 2016. Um, he he recorded a number of the flights for the media. Um, you know he did you know a lot of live flights for broadcasters and publications. Um, for he did it. I mean, he's out of England, so he did a lot of it for you know the one show, Sky News, Wired, you know BBC stuff. So you can definitely check him out. Um. He did an interview for the Daily Telegraph that's on YouTube, but his coolest, um, I guess, claim to fame was probably his, te- his TED Talk he did. on. And I think you can literally just type in um, Richard Browning, and it'll take you to it. I mean, just type in Richard Browning TED Talk. I definitely recommend that one. So moving on to our next segment. All right. So this part of the show is uh, it's interesting because... I'm not a scientist. Um, I'm more of a dreamer, I guess you could say. So whenever I think about this sort of thing, I, I kind of just spitball, right? And there may come there may come a time when I kind of, you know, fill the show up with, with a little more facts about the human body and its limitations and stuff like that. And outside of actually looking up people that, you know, ha- claim to have you know, had superpowers or similar ilk, most of the show is just me kind of spitballing and going from there and just kind of doing a little brainstorm about what I think would happen if a human could fly. And that's a little bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Like, how would that necessarily work? I mean, it's all kind of centered around gravity, right? So we know that whenever someone's in space, you know, we've seen Interstellar, we've seen Gravity. Shout out to Sandra Bullock. That uh, whenever there is no gravity, you're floating around. You know, you are weightless mass. But what would happen if you were able to control pretty much exactly where you were going? So you'd have to create or something would have to happen to you where basically you would need a um, just a bubble of gravity. You'd have to basically control gravity to be able to fly, right? So right now I'm in this podcasting room. If I wanted to kind of levitate, gravity would have to be dispersed from this area, right? There couldn't be gravity holding me down to the Earth if I could fly. Now, I'm going to reference my boy, Superman, right? How did he do it? (laughs) Sure, he's a Kryptonian that gets insane powers from the sun. Even more insane as he ages. And even more insane as it's red. That's a whole other podcast episode but anyway he flies right if we've seen man of steel we've seen how he kind of had that baby duck trying to swim moment about maybe 30 minutes maybe 40 minutes into the movie and and all of a sudden he masters it he's flying past cows and all sorts of things i wonder but at first he did have a liftoff moment right so so that being that being said right i mean I've, I've had people, I've had this talk with people. Let's not get carried away. I've definitely had this talk with my friends and family and all sorts of people. 
And um, we, I, I, I was able to surmise that basically if you were able to fly at speeds of 30 to 60 to 100 miles an hour, much like you being in a car that goes that fast or even a jet engine that goes thousands of miles per hour, right? Do they go thousands of miles per hour? I'm not sure. I'm not a pilot. But what I do know is that every time I've gone 100 in my Dodge or whatever down the highway, my organ stayed intact. And that was always the question, right? If you could lift off and fly at almost any speed, would your organ stay intact? Would your body remain in its same clump? Well, naturally, yeah. Astronauts, their bodies hold together without, with or without gravity. And so I figure, you know, if you're able to fly, you know, like your body wouldn't, you know, just explode. So, yeah, I don't know. Earlier, I totally told you guys that I would do ads at the end of the show, but I just can't stop. I just can't stop talking about my Casper mattress, guys. Seriously. So, I mean, it's great sleep made simple. With Casper, you can, I mean, oh, my God, the pillows, the sheets. It has an adjustable base. You get a risk-free, risk-free, free trial. Um, and Casper is so confident that uh, you're going to love your Casper that they're going to give you 100 nights to try it out. Or they'll pick it up. They'll come to your house or apartment. <laughs> they'll pick it up, do a little walk of shame, and they'll give you a full refund. So free shipping and returns, obviously. Exceptional customer service. They've got way more than 40, what they call very cutely, snooze specialists available seven days a week to answer pretty much any question under the sun. Um, it's innovation with purpose. There is a science to sleep. I don't have a Casper mattress. This is my first episode. This is a trial run. I'm going to let you guys in. It's inside baseball. There's a science to sleep. The engineering team over at Casper leads with innovation, thoughtfully refining each product and obsessing over every single detail. They work hard so that you can rest easy. So head over to www. Nobody says www anymore, do they? Casper.com and get your Casper mattress today. Now, back to the show. So basically, what I've always said whenever I was talking to, you know, friends and colleagues about flight as a thing that people can do is, would you rather be able to teleport at the cost of every time you do teleport, you get a uh, ridiculous headache, or would you like to fly, but it counts as rigorous exercise? Now, I love asking people this question. Because there's always like, you know, hey, so like what kind of headaches or like um, do, do I get super tired? Like would the average human – like what do you guys think? Like would the average human get tired from a bout of flying? Does it count as physical exercise? What muscles would, would be used? I, I, I wonder if – I wonder if instead of – physical exertion at the end of like a let's say like a 30 minute flight a human being would have a mental type of exertion from let's say flying maybe 30 miles per hour for about 30 minutes i mean overall if 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 we were to sit down and see somebody fly i think that uh i think that it would be a relatively painless and enjoyable experience i think that people Within the first ten years of being able to fly um, on their own, would they would probably, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine that it would be a seamless experience. I think in fifty years, if human beings were to develop the ability to to self take off, it would be about a second nature, as running or walking. 
um, it would just be something that we would know how to do. It would be something that we would teach our children and our grandchildren, and it would just be ingrained in, in society. And who knows, you know, with 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 all the different medical advancements and different sort of discoveries that scientists are making within the human brain and within you know and all the recent stuff back in 2015 that they discovered with the hippocampus it's just it's just amazing to me that people don't think that there would be some sort of super powered people in 50 to 100 years so i think the interesting thing about self-sustained flight would be I don't know. I mean, wouldn't it be super exciting to just kind of be able to take off? I'm, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Let's say it was societal, right? Everybody could fly. Let's let's put that on the parchment, right? That's on the floor. Everybody could fly. There would be traffic. <laughs> there would still be traffic laws, except there wouldn't be sheets of tire and iron separating you and the other person. You'd be able to just stare at each other as you flew. Now, we've all seen, you know, sci-fi movies and some of us have seen sci-fi movies where, you know, the hero or the, you know, heroine looks up and they see people with like briefcases and suits just kind of flying through the air. And as much of a joke as that, you know, may be for like kind of like a superhero, like futuristic type of movie or whatever. I do think there is kind of a point to that. I I think that it would be it, it just seems like the next step in evolution to me. Um, the power of flight. Um, so, I just think there's just so many economic ramifications to to being able for the, for the average human being to be able to fly. I mean, it would change. I mean, just about everything really in society. I mean, it would change the need for automobiles. Um, it would change the need for. I mean, depending on if humans could do intercontinental flight, you know. I mean, at that point, you know, they would have to survey how much water and food they would need. But of course, you know. I mean, here's another. You know, another thing. You know, we are just spitballing here on the superhero me podcast. But I mean, there would eventually have to be the first person that does the Amelia Earhart, you know, flight across the Atlantic, uh, the Pacific. I mean, all every single ocean, the Indian Ocean, the Black Sea. I mean, people would. People would definitely try to stretch it like a muscle. Um, you know, I mean, people people kind of do, you know, in a way. Um, we, we test the barriers of gravity. We test the limits of what we can do as human beings. I was born in, fun, just a quick little side story. I was born in Bosnia. And I visited Bosnia back when I was 16 or 17. And I remember I went to Mostar. Which is a uh, which was a, it was a town that was shelled during the um, you know Serbian genocide that uh, that happened back in uh, you know the early nineties, and there were these uh, bridge jumpers. Uh, they would jump off of what uh, what we call the Stadi Most, which is the um, old bridge, and they would jump off that. I forget how many feet it was. I think it's a hundred feet. It's ridiculous. But we as humans, we test these limits of gravity and what we can do. And, 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 f- and people discovering the power of flight would be absolutely no different. Let, let me, let's all be clear. We would, we would test that shit. <laughs> Sorry, but we would. Sorry. 
So, this is the next segment. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump into it. It's called The Power to Change. What we're going to do, this is my final segment in a traditional episode before we have a guest. We do have a guest in the first episode, which because it's customary. I mean, come on, we're going to have a guest. But um, we're going to go ahead and uh, this is how it's going to go. Uh, every week, or not every week, but every episode, I'm going to go ahead and present to you guys a situation of if there was a man or woman that appeared in Times Square and showcased the power of choice regarding the episode, what would the consequences, reactions, and just general, what would happen if 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 we were presented with that situation? So, you know, political, etc. you know, just let's see where it goes, right? So a, a lady, right? Let's let's hypothetical. Her name's Marjorie. She, it's like three p.m. and it's it's in it's Times Square, and a woman. We all kind of hear this weird supersonic. I want you to put yourself in Times Square. You hear a little supersonic, right? When when you're like, what was that? And you look over, and there's a woman hovering. Just just in the center of town square. And there would be this there would be this small pause, right? And where everybody just maybe for four to five seconds the air is so still and just collectively you see and almost feel it in the air that every human being that witness this with their own eyes will have some sort of strange hive moment and will be the first human beings to lay eyes on something greater than anything in the history of evolution since then. And I think while that's beautiful, I don't think the international community would really react to Marjorie's presence all too uh, all too welcoming. I think there would be a great amount of fear once all the videos started rolling out. And I know what you're thinking, like, hey, how come? How would people be able to, you know, prove Marjorie's powers? And how would people be able to kind of confirm that they're not photoshopped or like a video or like an, a giant hoax, right? Because we've all been fooled before by certain hoaxes, right? The War of the Worlds thing that happened back, you know. Back when radio was popular and the Blair Witch Project in the 90s and stuff like that. Human beings are susceptible to hoaxes and little prank calls. and or Not prank calls, but just pranks in general. And, and so it makes me wonder, you know, how would people know it was real? Well, I think if it really happened, I think it would really, I think people would really know. It's just one of those simple things where you wouldn't be able to disprove it. Because so many people would have seen it with their own eyes that it would just become truth. So... I think the other thing to consider is Marjorie's fame. It would be astronomically high. Uh, So as much as... Well, who's the most popular person in the world? Uh, Or at least in America. It's probably Donald Trump at this point, you know, in 2018. Uh, Marjorie's popularity would be, you know, just... She would probably be the most famous person in history, having reached a new plateau of human evolution. So I think you would see her on major publications. I think you'd... See her on, run the gamut of um, publications and media and in news. I think you'd see her, you know, easily on CNN. Um, I think everybody would be clamoring to know exactly 
why she went public, who her family was, and all sorts of things. I mean, I think it would be extremely brave if anybody that had any sort of special ability came forth and presented that publicly to the world. Because let's face it, there are people out there that, I mean, yeah, it's traditional in comic books for villains, you know, for superheroes to keep their identity secret. But Marjorie isn't so much of a superhero if she's able to fly. I think she would be more of a statement, right? I think, oh boy, I think gender would be incredibly important, you know, as to whichever human was the first one that showcased any sort of latent superpower or like ability. I think history would have a pretty decisive coin flip um, deciding on whether or not to make that a man or woman because whichever one becomes, you know, I mean, that's the superior gender. And and I hate to say that, as weird as that sounds, but that is the truth. Like, just kind of organically and naturally, we as a species would, ass- you know, assimilate that with, with the average, like, man or woman. Like, oh my god, like, apparently this gender is able to get superpowers. We don't know if the other one can, but we know for sure that this one can. And for now, this one is a superior gender. There's a lot of different questions and so many things that I would love to know. You know, personally, right? As as a, as a person who does this type of podcast, like what, where do they come from? Is this genetics? Is it hereditary? Uh, do do her parents have it? Does she have kids? Does do her kids have it? Like it would just be one of those things that would not only change science forever, but it would change humanity forever. I think so. The thing that's important to realize. Um, Politically, I think it would also be important whether or not she was a Democrat or Republican or if she completely denounced politics. I think that would be important, too. It would completely change the landscape of economics. I think the stock market would would have a field day. I think so many things would change that day. It would be a day that went down to history about as with with about as much tenacity as September 11th, I think. It would just be an incredibly important day for for just about everybody. So with that all being said, um, I just rambled like for 30 minutes about people that could fly. That's cool, right? I mean, I could go on and on about it. And I really appreciate you guys listening to this and kind of putting up with kind of my learning curves. You know, I'm still kind of an amateur podcaster. So I really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoy the first episode, but we're not done just yet. I would like to use the first episode to talk to an old friend. His name's Derek Rogers, and it's been a few months since we've podcasted, I'd say. Um, we used to run a video game debate podcast called Console Club. Uh, he was my co-host. It was awesome. And unfortunately, you know, it just, you know, we kind of started doing our own thing. So, but he was a great, great great co-host uh i'm just excited to be podcasting with him again so you know kind of give him just a round of applause because you know i really like what he did here so uh without further ado uh this is just my little brief segment with Derek rogers um please keep in mind uh i do have three things i always ask each guest um it's not long-winded but it's just for um you know just a quick little interview so here we go Derek rogers of american fame Okay, that's perfect. Uh, what's going on, Derek? Uh, it's good to have you on the show. Um, yeah, it's nice to epi- be a podcast with you again. 
<laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? Oh yeah. How much? I feel like it's been like eight, seven, eight months or something like that. Uh, I think that's about right. I think that's we about have a right. weird. We have a weird podcasting tether that is just going to keep following us until we're old men. We're going to be like yeah. 90, like rating nachos in a podcast or something. Nachos? Yeah. Why would we be rating nachos? Because who doesn't want to listen to two like 90-year-old like, guys talk about like what their favorite nachos are? About which like future Neo AARP plan is the best. <laughs> like, all right, and now make option 12. Like no thanks, then, so I'm good. <laughs> and then, but one of us dies on air. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> oh God! It's not good. Anyway, um, so yeah, you're on episode one of Superhero Me, my educational slash pretty kind of chill superhero podcast. How you doing? Uh, What's going on? I'm doing pretty great, man. I've just been playing the hell out of more Monster Hunter. It's pretty much all I do. But other than yeah. that, just okay. work. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Um, it's been kind of challenging not putting some video game like references and like humor into this podcast oh i can't at the end of the day the world of comic books and superheroes and video games are intertwined with each other i mean monster hunters are basically superheroes so it's it's it's, really hard not to view it that way right it's really difficult to not talk about one and like just only talk about one medium me in particular oh yeah it's hard to compartmentalize the nerd dumb I guess it's right. <laughs> He's over here saying words like compartmentalize. <laughs> My question, it's okay. So for, you're gonna you're you're literally setting the stage for every future guest that comes oh, on the show. Thank God. Like you're set the bar real low. low. Just super low. It's so I low. I don't need them working very hard. <laughs> but anyway, my point is, uh, I'm gonna be asking you basically three questions. The first one right. is. Um, what would be your superpower? The second one is what would your superhero name be? And the third one is what would your first act as a superhero be? You know, I was. Thinking, and now you get a free hmm. ball it. And I'm picturing you in a leotard. It's green. And to me, your superpower is just like literally farting around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. You could. Uh, oh, it's just like that guy uh, from. Oh, what's Jessica, that superhero movie? With oh, I no, I, no it's fine. What's the spleen? Jessica Stormbreaker. <laughs> oh God! Oh, from oh God, uh, man. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's let's start off with first. Yeah. What would, what would be what would be your superpower? So you know, I actually I gave this a lot of thought. Um, I hope so. I gave this a lot of thought when you mentioned it like a few weeks ago, and then huh. you mentioned it again today, and I was like, oh yeah, I I really want to give a good answer, and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I always thought it would be really cool. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I always thought it would be really cool. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if, like, when I were a teenager, I got, like, bit by some kind of, like, mutated spider? And Don't do this. then I got these, like, Don't spider abilities. Like, the ability to, like, swing with a web. Like, maybe shoot one out of me or, like... Stop, uh, stop. I could also, like, sense things that were, like, about to happen. Uh, Are you trying you know, to sabotage like episode one with a copyright and, uh And, you know, it's, you keep it simple. Just call it Spider-Man, you know? I don't. Okay, let's unpack this. <laughs> what? Let's take that, it. That's no. That no. There, there's no way. No one's ever. No one. No one's no. No one's thought um, of that. See the thing about the thing about this particular this this one that you chose. No way. Is um, it's very taken. It's so taken. It's more taken mm, than something. I don't know. I watch a lot of Marvel movies, and I've never heard of anything like Spider Man. Uh, and you know they got some cool people, you know, like Iron Man. But no one, no one is unique. So as you're Spider-Man. aware, you're aware of Marvel superheroes. You're aware of Marvel superheroes, yeah. but just not. 
Absolutely. Okay. Who who isn't? I mean, they're huge. Oh, how do you not know about Spider Man? Uh, because I just made him up, like a couple weeks ago when you asked me this question. It's gonna be very hard for me to. Okay, so what would your <laughs> so when I you gotta leave that in. You have to. <laughs> okay. All right. One that you Let's try again. One. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So be be one of a kind here. Oh man. All right. Uh, Derek Rogers, he's a superhero. What is your superpower? Uh, all right. So I think if I had a superpower, yeah. um, it would be able to uh, be like super strong. Uh, but really, the main thing is that I can kill people in groups very easily with my bare hands. Um, oh, what? <laughs> like, but like, but by like, there are no wrong answers. But by like, well, the first one. But by like sandwiching answer. them together. Um, oh. So your hands get really big? Uh, but it would always be like uh, like dudes. Uh, and I would call the move uh, the carnage a trois. And they would always end up, after I killed them with my hands, in like sexual positions. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then people would find them and be like, what the, what the hell happened here? <laughs> why, why? Who did this? What a horrible scene. And... <laughs> And, I, you know, I, I was trying to think of a good name, and I couldn't think of anything, um, honestly, because it's so hard to be creative. I mean, how did the 80s do it? I don't know. Aliens? That's so clever. Yeah. I, 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 okay. Um, so I think uh, I would take two of the coolest uh, 80s uh, like people and mash them together for my name. So I'll call myself Robo Bean. <laughs> and it's RoboCop mixed with Michael Bean. <laughs> I figured Robo Bean. Robo Bean, and I There's smash that. people together with my bare fists, and they and they like always look like they've penetrated each other while they're dead. That's a really, really like I want to ask you if you're on drugs. The other I'm question not. I have to ask no. you: uh, you didn't you didn't mention that any part of you was robotic? Oh, did I not mention that the fists that I'm slamming together with? They're like cybernetic arms. Oh, okay. What about the yeah. bean part? Oh. uh... Well, you like beans? <laughs> I, you know, they, I don't know, actually. Uh, you know? Okay, so let's... just sounds let's, hot. Let's recap. Okay. <laughs> the first... Your first um, first thing you said... Okay, that so was the best one, but you know, you didn't let me use it, so... You have huge hands that smush males together. <laughs> <laughs> Large groups of males together. What a... Wow. <laughs> What a specific superpower that is! Yeah, uh, I, I thought I thought of it. Um, and uh, so, is, yeah. So, is you, there more? You have the it? opportunity. You have the opportunity here to, yeah. to, to tie it all together. Yeah, Robo Bean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robo Bean. Yep. And um, the third question I always ask. Absolutely. Is what would your first act as Robo Bean be? Oh, uh, hmm. well, that's a that's a really tough question. Um, I'd, yes, I'd, I'd probably go bowling. Go bowling. Yeah. Why? You could probably get the most intense strike of your life with new cybernetic arms. <laughs> God damn it! Okay. That's, Plus, I, mean, that's, I could absolutely use the heaviest bowling ball. Like, I just shame everyone else. Be like, oh, what? What? Oh, oh you have a twelve? Right. That's cute. I have a thirty-two. Robo Bean has superpowers. Yeah. Or 32,000. So, you know, deal with that. Okay. 
So you could oh you could probably get really buff. You could like bench I know, press. I'd anything. be fucking jacked. Dude, you could do like one bench press of like Oh everything. my god, no wait, I got it. I got it. I have two cybernetic arms, you call me Ajax. Okay, that's already a thing. No, no, that no. That, that's such dude. a weird name. That can't be real. <laughs> that can't be a thing. You're fucking with me. You know me. that's a thing. No. 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 Uh-uh. Well, it depends. Like you, you, you described Jax from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but and then added an. A. I don't know what you're talking about. Ajax is totally original, not ripped off from anything at all. You just literally added an A in the front of Jax. Yeah, that's a ripoff. Uh, actually, Ajax is Robo Bean's first name. This has been a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that's about all I have for you here, Derek. All right. Um, well, I hope I so, gave enough for who- you. Um, yeah, the, the other thing I just want to ask you is just yeah. like, I, it's like off script, but like, um, like who's your favorite superhero? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, like out of all of them, out of just, uh, like all superheroes, like comics, TV shows, yeah. everything, um, any superpower thing, not unlimited to video games either. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for sure, man, that's a tough question, but I think I'm going to have to go. I know. Mm. Uh, this is I've got like a tie in my head here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. It's gonna be probably not the most popular answer, but I uh, okay probably yeah. uh, Star Lord. I love Star Lord, man. Ooh, that's I, I want to be Star Lord. That's that's a great answer. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's definitely my number one. Who would not want to be Peter? Yeah, I mean he's just, he's just awesome. He is. He gets to hang out with dude, like Chris Rocket Pratt, all on. day. Come on, dude. He has the bet. Okay, like, <laughs> he's the best. I get it. He's a space outlaw cowboy. So yeah, I mean, if I can pick the Guardians as a whole, since they're technically a team, I'll, I'll just go yeah. with the Guardians. But if I have to pick dude. one, I'll, I'll go Peter Quill. It's almost tied with Rocket, though. That's a great answer. I like that. Yeah, one. thanks. That is starting it off strong. I enjoy that. Okay, mine obviously. Well, mine's like decade based. But uh, not no Silver Age. <laughs> if we're talking, if we're talking Silver Age, we're talking Superman. If we're talking Golden Age, we're talking Green Lantern. I'm so surprised that Superman's in there. If we're talking modern, <laughs> we're talking Iron Man. But no way. Obviously, those are the big ones. It's also, like you had your like, phone called you, Tony Stark, or something. I always loved Booster Gold too. <laughs> are you gonna cut that out? <laughs> no, no, I cut nothing out. That's oh, perfect. I leave everything. Good. I hope you leave that. In. But yeah, man, thanks for coming on episode one. I do appreciate you being the very first guest. That's awesome of you. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. It's been it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, do you want to hop on Sea of Thieves either like in an hour or tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, sure. I'd be down. Just uh, text me in about an hour and I'll hop on. Okay, buddy. I'll All see right. you. Thank you so much. Sweet. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to what is the first episode of Superhero Me. You can find us anywhere on social media, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at Superhero Me Show. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, pretty much anywhere where you can get your podcasts, and predominantly SoundCloud. I love SoundCloud because it lets me upload um, individual art, so you know, definitely be sure to check it out there for the premier Superhero Me podcast experience. We're going to be having a lot of really cool guests coming through, some big names, some small names, so definitely stay tuned. Uh, make sure you, you know... Definitely check out our Instagram, too, on the stories. I do a lot of polls, and I put a lot of actual, like, superhero and superpower-related facts up on our story. So definitely check that out. I'm really excited for you to, you know, for you guys to see who I have coming next week to the show. And besides that, my name is Eldar Basic, and it has been a pleasure hosting this podcast for you. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.